What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Social Media Mindset Podcast. The place where we invite real people to talk about their journey on social media. We'll dig deep into the mindset it takes to be yourself, create massive value, and do it over and over again. This could be the episode that changes your business and life for the better. So let's go. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Social Media Mindset Podcast. And I, if you listen to this show, I get excited about every guest. So I hope y'all believe me when like it's genuine excitement. I'm genuinely excited. And, and so this guest, she didn't even really tell me how to say her first name. So her name is Lauren or Lauren, however you want to say it. But her last name is Matera. And we do know that for a fact. That is how you say it on TikTok. She is, it's that real estate chick. Okay. And guys, before I, I let her share her brilliance with you, just so you understand what's happening today, she's kind of a big deal on, on TikTok. You know, like, like I have just for clarity. I have like 700 followers on TikTok, so I'm pretty much crushing it. She has about 84,000 times more than that. Uh, <laughs> you have, you you have you have almost 350,000 followers on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's crazy. That, like, do you ever? Because you also have 4.9 million likes. Like people have liked you 4.9 million times. Yeah. I'm funny, but I'm so, not funny. <laughs> That's what uh, that you, to me. You're a liar because you're freaking hilarious. Right. <laughs> you it is guys, here's why I'm so excited about this episode. Because she she has this ability when you go look at her channel, like you you aren't just like a slapstick comedy person, right? Like you're genuinely educating. You're bringing value to the real estate community, but you do it in a way that almost makes me go, what? Did I just learn? <laughs> well, I, I thought I was on TikTok to just like laugh at stupid stuff. Did I just learn something? Mm-hmm. I think she just taught me something. It, it's absolutely brilliant. Okay. And so I want to go back. Like, at what point did you just go, I'm going to start doing stuff on TikTok? Like, what did, what did that decision look like? Um, so I like probably a lot of other people purely was fascinated with this whole controversy over TikTok during COVID and the elections and everything. And we were stuck in our house and I ran out of stuff on Netflix to watch and the kids were driving me crazy. (laughs) And I kept seeing on Facebook, people sharing videos, like funny videos and weird videos from TikTok. And I'm like, all right, like before I judge it, let me just go see what the deal is. And I yeah. like fell down the rabbit hole. Like oh, man. Four, four hours later, I'm like coming up for air, like, oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> and I am not, I've been doing video content and social media content since like 2011. Like I remember when okay. Facebook launched Facebook pages and I was like yeah. so ecstatic to get one. 
Um, so I was like, all right, well, if there people are posting videos, like what better way to like post a video than to just do it? Like just yeah. do one and, and kind of experiment with it. Um, and that I posted through the summer last year, which, I mean, I ended up with like 10,000 followers between from March to probably September, I would say I had about 10,000 followers. Um, and I was wow. like, Oh my God, I like made it guys. <laughs> because on Instagram, <laughs> I've been running an Instagram for as long as Instagram's been out and you just, yeah. so hard to get traction so hard yep. on Instagram. Um, so with 10,000, I was like, I don't even, I'm basically like, I can't, I'm surprised you didn't just retire. You, I know. You know? It's like, Oh, finally made it. Um, so then when I, previous to this, I've always been in sales. I've always been in business mentorship and coaching. I was doing activation coaching and public speaking, um, had just launched my own activation coaching business. It was called the activation okay. Academy was speaking and then COVID annihilated it and just shut Ugh. down all of my speaking engagements, um, which was a huge bummer because I took a huge yeah. risk leaving my previous business to set out on my own. And then COVID was like, uh, not today, honey. Um, mm. so my husband was kind of sitting there like, well, you do have a real estate license. Like you did get licensed in 2018 and you know, you always have that to fall back on the market's hot, like maybe do something with that. And I remember very vividly being like, absolutely not. I will never be a real estate agent. I will <laughs> never go into real estate. It's not my personality. Like I'm not, I'm not a blazer wearer. Like I'm not this right. Like, I am, in, I, I am intelligent. I am great with marketing. I have a lot of creative ideas, but like, I am not like, I don't watch what I say. Like, and I think that like, whenever I see real estate agents, they're so like poised and so elegant. Yeah. And right. Things. And like, you're being pitched to right now. And like, I can see through it immediately. Yeah. Like, I'm like, yep. mm, no. So I was like, it's not a good place for me. I just can't do it. And he was like, well, what do you don't like about it? And I was like, everything. I don't like anything about it. Like, I don't like the salesy tactics. I don't like the pitch. I don't like the postcards. And I like went down this huge list. I was like, babe, I'm not going to fit in. I have tattoos. Sometimes I have purple highlights. I cuss like a sailor. No. Like I'm not, this is we need not to the end. environment. We need to end this podcast. I didn't know those things. I cannot allow that. It's over. It's over. <laughs> um, you know, this is not the venue. So I was like, I just can't, I just can't yeah. do it. And he's like, so if you don't like the industry because of, and you've been in sales for 12 years and an entrepreneur for 12 years, and you don't like one of the biggest sales industries in the country because it is not receptive to what you're saying you are, wouldn't you be the perfect person to go in there and shake things up a little bit? And I was like, come oh, on now you're just playing into like my personality because <laughs> I do love a good rebellious moment. That's um, right. So literally that's a good husband. Oh my gosh. He is the best. He's absolutely that's awesome. He's like, I need to be that kind of husband to my wife. Like, I think, he's like, you know what? He's like, go in there and just kick ass. Like, come stop on. Questioning. Like, just get in there. Just do your thing. And even now, like some of the things I post, I'm like, may have tiptoed over the line. And he's like, <laughs> what else is new? Like, just, you know, how's it going to play out? Um, so went to my brokerage, decided to, uh, take my license off referral. And I was like, here's the deal. Like I, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it my way. And like, yeah. you're either going to be in it and supportive of it, or I'm going to, I have to move on to something else or, or whatever. Sure. I am unapologetic in, in my approach to things like this is how it's going to be done. Get on the bus so, or, or not. So here's what I love. Cause I didn't know. 
right? And I even told you this when when I DM'd you originally, like, I don't need a pre-show. Like, I don't really want to know a lot about you. I just, I already see what I like and we're just going to see what happens. Right. And so I didn't know because you carry yourself on TikTok like you've been in real estate forever. Yeah. Right. And I work and I'm sure you, you work with, uh, with realtors and hear them say, I haven't been in this industry long enough to educate people. Like I'm still learning. And yet 342,000 followers later, you're leading with real estate education through humor. And so talk to the listener that allows that, that cloud to sit over them that says you're too new to be able to educate people. Like how did you overcome it and how do they, how do they overcome it as well? So I just had, I don't know if you caught it. I just had a similar situation argument, if you will, uh, sharing of opinions on my Instagram the other day, because I was talking about the whole fake it to make it mentality, which yeah. I know is a directive that we hear all the time. And some people are like praise it and they love it so much. And mm-hmm. as somebody that was given that advice years ago, I have learned to despise that directive. And here is okay. One. I think that if you lead your business and for those of you that have been in real estate for a while and you're like, you know, I've been in for a little while and I still feel like I don't have the confidence or the know-how or the knowledge to share with, you know, things you you've been through the educational courses, you've taken the CEOs, the CEUs, you know, enough and you know more than I think you even realize the public. I think everybody just assumes that the public and, and the people that are ready to buy or sell, they know what an EMD is. They don't. Like that's one of the first things that I talked about on my channel that it was mind blowing how many people have no idea that in yep. most cases with an offer, you need an EMD. They're like, what does that even mean? Um, but what the fake it to you make it mentality I think does is when you enter into business and you're given that directive, you imitate what you think professionalism, success, mm. These, these personalities that in my opinion are sometimes toxic. They don't have emotions, right? They're not, they're not blindsided by anything. They're prepared, they're balanced. And the reality of it is, is they are not. So when you do start having the imposter syndrome, it is so categorically out of place for you. You're like, how Mm. can I have this emotion where I feel like I don't have any value to share with people? I'm, I'm successful. I've been doing this for so many years, but instead of just admitting that you're new, and you need to learn along the way and you need to build up yeah. that confidence and, and ask those questions. You dove in and just, as, just played the role of knowing everything and being unaffected by anything until yep. you're affected by something. And social media comes in or a new marketing uh, platform comes in or something like that. And you are knocked back down to, oh, well, I better fake it till I make it again. And eventually mm. I think that constant cycle is degrading and exhausting and you really haven't spoken to your emotions or spoken to your insecurities. You've just kept burying them, sweeping them on the rug until something like this where you're like, I really want to talk about valuable content on my channels, but I don't know enough. Um, So I just assume that I know enough to share with like, you know what an EMD is. You know what a down payment is. You know they need to get right. pre-approved. Like literally start with the basics. You probably know. And, and if you like mess up, then you say, I messed up. If you don't know the right. something, then you say like, and I think that's the one part is like, I know people that have been in this industry for 10 or 15 and they will flat out tell you, I, the industry changes so much. The rules, the law, yeah. the guidelines, constant evolution. You're never going to be completely prepared for every single question. So when they ask me questions, I'm just like, 
That's a great question. Let me find yeah. that out because I just don't know. Yes. Yeah. Just share well, it anyway. So, it's, <laughs> share it's, it's, anyway. So, it, it's just so good. And I, I, I'll just, I'll tell you right now, I'm never going to say fake it till you make it again. <laughs> I just think it's a toxic so, mentality that we, yeah, you're can, right. Can it make you, can it, can it make you? Yeah. Can you be successful faking it till you make it exact? Yeah, you can. But I just don't, I question what you're making yourself into because you're no right. longer modeling your authentic self. You're modeling an imagery of what you think you need to be. And eventually I think the line gets a little blurred and you eventually yeah. don't recognize like your core beliefs and core mission are probably muddied at this point. Yeah. And, and maybe, maybe it's even a little bit more of like, maybe just be a little bit more confident than you naturally want to be. Right. Maybe that's really what that statement's for. It's at least when I've said it, that's the way I think about it. Pretend to be, you know, but if you can pretend to be confident, then you can, I just feel like you can just be confident. Then like, I always challenge myself, like five seconds of bravery. I need five seconds of bravery to get this moment. My adrenaline will take over. I'll get through it. But like, can I promise myself just five seconds of being vulnerable and just getting it done? eventually that practice I think leads to more confidence instead of trying to put on a persona that maybe is not authentic to you. Yeah. Have you read the five second rule? I have. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I, and you, that may not be why you pulled that, but that that's a great book by Mel Robbins. Yep. For those of you listening that that's what it is, right? Yep. Count to five and just take action, do something. Yeah. So, so let's talk. I chased rabbits. Like, do you, are your books like, are your books in rainbow form behind they you? They are. They are. So do you, did you see that mine are as well? Like no, I did, did not. That? That's hilarious. I know. Isn't that awesome? Did we just become best friends? What so. what so. happened? So no, <laughs> I'm not going to put you on the spot and make you have to be my friend. Um, you do so many different types of videos mm-hmm. on TikTok. Mm-hmm. So everybody's always you know think I struggle with this. Like I don't I don't know how to just be creative on TikTok, right? At least I don't think I do. So do you watch other people's stuff and then kind of think through like, I could do this my way. Like, how do you creatively come up with the things that, that you end up putting out on TikTok? Oh my gosh. It's like a constant battle. Um, some of it is inspired by other things that I think that I can adapt to something that would be more genuine to kind of my approach to things. Some of it yeah. is, is something somebody say, says, and I'm like, oh, that's really good. Like, let me spin that in kind of a real estate way. Yeah. Um, some of it is just like total spur of the moment. I did a video the other day where I was role playing two different personalities that I've been I've been playing with this Diane character for months and months and months now. <laughs> and sometimes I do a lot of it. And then I'm like, this is so lame and tacky and nobody likes it. And then a month later, people are like, where did Diane go? We missed the, the voice and the whole thing. That's shit. awesome. So the other day I was sitting there and I I saw a video that I think was a vine from years and years ago, similar, like customer service, uh, customer role play situation. And I was like, I can do that with, with real estate and what the industry just is with the whole multiple offer. Every agent you called saying, Hey, I have an offer for you. They're like, Oh yeah, well we have 15 kind of scenario. Yeah. Um, So that was like, while I was literally instantaneously picking the dialogue in my head, I was like, if I don't record it, I'm going to lose the authenticity. I'm going to lose the hook line. I'm going to lose the energy. So sometimes it comes that quickly. And I'm like, I just need to record, like put everything down, record it real quick. 
And that one was a landslide and it, it has like 160 million, uh, 160,000 views. And then something wow. that I spend 30 minutes coordinating and researching and putting up, like it does a thousand views and it tanks. And I'm like, all right, well, there's that. So it's so inspiration with that. How, how do you keep from letting the 160,000 view take you so high mm-hmm. and not letting the one that you're so pumped about that, that, underperformed keep you from getting so low so sometimes i'll repost it sometimes i'll okay sometimes i feel like it's the time of day the seasonality something of that nature you have to remember too is everybody during the summer is out um we are in a seasonal climate here a lot of my followers are tend to be more east i mean they're all over the place but i have a lot of east coast and and northern region so in the summer, when the weather's nice, they're on their boats, they're out of the beach, they're doing things. They're not sitting through flipping through their TikTok. But in the winter yeah. months, I feel like the generation of followers and, and likes and, and the algorithms work in your favor because every, okay. a higher percentage of people are stuck inside. Yeah. The weather sucks and they're looking for something to do. Um, I find it interesting that even with COVID, I did 10,000 and this could also be the content. The content was completely different from spring to fall, but spring and summer, I ended up with 10,000 in October when the weather started changing and I started posting more informative stuff, October to January, I grew 200,000, 200, oh almost, my almost 300,000. Yeah. It was immediate. It was insanity. Um, and only, I mean, there was a couple of videos that did really well. And then there were a couple of videos that instantly went to like into the millions. And I was like, okay. And then you lose 20,000 followers because they were all 13 year old kids that wanted you to buy a house for their parents <laughs> or something like that. Um, but I think seasonality is part of it. I don't, I don't, t- I try not to take it personally. Like I can think of videos great, but it may yeah. not be received. Maybe there's a, a problem with the messaging. Maybe there's a problem sure, sure. with that trend not really fitting what that trend was meant for or something like that. So I'll take the same information, put it to a different music, do a different dance with it, lay it out a different way. Or um, I'll take that song and still use that song, but put a different spin on it. So sometimes okay. it's like flipping the sound bite and the information or the information to the to a different sound bite. But you'll see EM, the EMD and, and down payment and student loan programs, stuff like that. I'll do them where I'm verbalizing, speaking about the program. I'll do that same information as me pointing to little, you know, uh, content bubbles coming up, little speech bubbles coming up. I will do the same information in completely different presentations to try to hit audiences and different people's ability. You know, I feel like how people information is different too. I mean, the, the bottom line is, you're just relentlessly trying new things. Yeah. It's all constant, constant. You're not sitting on top of the mountain that you figured this out as no. the guru of TikTok. You just refuse to stop trying new things. No, it's always something different. I've been uh, consistently going live every morning at 7 a.m. since October, Monday through Friday. Oh, wow. I think with the, I went on vacation for a week and I only went live twice. Um, yeah. but I think that that's also helps me learn a lot about my following and what they expect from me and what they enjoy seeing from me. Um, but yeah, I, sometimes if things get a little stale and I'm not getting a whole bunch of new followers or new interests on it, then I'll, like right now I'm trying to move into more of a skit situation because some of the okay. other stuff hasn't been performing well. Yeah. So how do you, cause you talked about 
going lives helped you identify like what your following wants. How do you kind of keep track of what you think they want? Do you literally have a list and you're just constantly like somebody commented that? Oh, I love that. And you write it down. And like, is that kind of how you track stuff? So there's a couple of things I do like, uh, off the cuff. Yeah. I have a list on my phone of like an idea pops in my head or if there's something that somebody's like, Hey, you know, I don't understand this. Or if they ask, you know, if there's a comment on videos, that's repetitive, you know, I still don't get yeah. why I need to do this. Then I definitely write that down and make sure that I can touch on that again. Um, yeah. on the more technical side, if there is a sound or an inspiration or another video that I see that I think that I want to play with or do something with, I will duet it and save it to my drafts with me saying what my idea is for that video. So if somebody's doing a video about something, oh. then I will duet it and say, you know, I'll talk to myself and be like, All Come right, on. Have so that way I can go back to it. Or if there's a song that I want to use, I'll take that song and I'll hit record and I'll do, you know, talk about down payment assistance programs. So that way I remember okay. kind of in my instantaneous creativity spur what I was trying to do with that content, with that okay. song or that duet or whatever. Man, I love that. Yeah. That's, that's, that's expert level. You'll forget. Stuff right I will there. tell you right now, if of you course. hear a song or you see a dance and you're like, tomorrow yeah. morning, I'm going to do that dance and I'm going to talk about this. Tomorrow morning, you will wake up and go, I have no idea what I was going to do with this. So right. I will literally yeah. play the song and record myself going, talk about down payment assistance. <laughs> like that, that is what awesome. you're going to do with this. Yeah. So let, let's go to like just some basic tips okay. for somebody that wants to commit to being consistent on TikTok. Is that a video every day, three videos a day, four a week? Like what have you kind of found is a good rhythm for someone to get into on TikTok? So when I'm in like a growth mode and I'm trying to get, get following and get new yeah. and stuff, um, probably four a day. Really? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. Um, okay. When I'm, when I'm working on my, uh, self-care and, and mental well-being or spending <laughs> time with family, then I have a slew of drafts that I can add content to or text, you know, I'll do more, you'll see me do more blind reacts or, or not blind reacts. You'll see me duet more videos when I'm yeah. in like a writer's block situation, I'll do sure. things. Um, or I'll answer questions that are in my Q and a folder. Um, but I would say probably three to four a day is, is probably if you flip through my stuff, the most consistent, um, because you have to remember people are signing on at different times of day. I don't know sure. how they're following. I don't know if they follow me and two other people. So all of my content's going to show up on their for you page, or if they follow a thousand people and they're going to have to go through an hour of skimming before right. one of my videos even pops up. So I need to make sure that I am meeting people where they're at, like depending on how much they're using that platform. Um, but yeah, it just kind of, it kind of depends. I think from a real estate agent point of view and what I've been doing a lot of coaching with people on, on, on this topic is you have to remember that like video content is kind of like what I envision the new postcard campaign being like okay. you send postcards out consistently for them to work. Now those recipients are staying in that house. So if you send it once a month, every other month, every quarter, they're, you're, they're, the same people are still seeing your same picture and imagery right. every, you know, in, in routine. For social media, you don't know who's coming, who's going, if they're on in the morning, if they're on at night, if, if they're not getting on and checking until the weekend. 
So that same, that same theory falls into place. Like you have to be consistent with it. And the only way that I think your video content is going to get seen by them on a consistent basis is if there are multiple opportunities for them to like, quote unquote, stumble on it. Um, so I, I try to be, when they sign on, I am banking on that one of those three or four videos. Yeah. And I don't know, are they on for five minutes? Or are they on for an hour because they're getting ready to go to bed and they're just like scrolling? I don't know. So I have to sure. anticipate that like irregularity. So so knowing that consistency is the most important part of this yeah. for the agents that you're helping get better at TikTok, is there is there some form of uh, like plan that you try to put in place for people like that you need to time block creating the content, then you need to time block, you know, an hour to, to record four different videos. Like how, how do you kind of coach through that, that part? Um, I, you know, what's funny is like, I feel like most people have the time and the issue is not having the time. The issue is like talking yourself into dedicating to that. Totally. So it's not that they don't have the 30 minutes or the hour. Like if you have 30 minutes to go through an expired and withdrawn list, you have 30 minutes to make content. I promise you. Right. The, the read, like you can spend 20 minutes on the phone with that guy. That's already talked to like 13 other agents as soon as his house went on expired, or you can spend a little bit of time and try to put something of value and education, possibly entertainment out into the, the, the universe. Um, and if you do that consistently enough, I think that somebody's going to, you know, some somebody's going to bite. Sure. Um, but I don't think the issue is making time. I really do think that the issue is like claiming that time for social media because I still think there is a stigma that social media is just for like kids. And it's not like my entire business. I'm not even kidding you. And like, I'm not embarrassed by it at all because I'm really proud of what I've been able to build. Um, my, like, I would say 98% of my business is, is social media is literally leads love coming it. in. Um, so I dedicate a significant amount of time to that content creation and tracking the analytics and, and seeing where, where that audience is sitting. Yeah. I, I, and I, I love that. And I think you're totally right. It, we love to use, I don't have time mm-hmm. as the easiest scapegoat for yeah. when we're uncomfortable. Yeah. You have right. the time. You're just not willing right. to commit that time to social media. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like when I ask you to do a second episode with me and you're like, oh man, Kyle, <laughs> I would love to. I just don't have time. It's like yeah. that, you know? Yeah. Exactly. So, okay. So Lauren, you do, you, you talk about TikTok a lot, I'm sure because of your success. So you're constantly being asked questions. Mm-hmm. This question's weird. And sometimes it goes well and sometimes it doesn't. I'm, I'm a weird person. So fire away. What, what do you feel like people don't ask enough about TikTok? Oh gosh, I don't know. I get asked a lot. Cause there's gotta be something that I don't even know I should ask that you have in your mind. Um, and if, if you do, I'd love for you to share that. I think from a real estate point of view, I think that there is a lot of, uh, misinformation about the audience on TikTok. I think that's probably the one that gets asked sometimes, but probably not enough because people, Okay. I think it's an offensive question. So people don't want to be like the a-hole that's like, well, it's just, sure. 
Um, when I first started growing on TikTok, that was definitely one of the bigger things. It's like, I don't know why you're wasting your time. They're all children. They're all children. They don't yeah. have money. When I started getting leads, they're like, yeah, but you know, how much are the houses they're buying? What are they like? First time home buyers, you know, a hundred thousand, 200,000. I'm like, first of all, nobody's buying anything in Maryland for a hundred thousand. Let's just like start there. Um, right. but the buyers that I've gotten and, and the leads that I've had from TikTok, um, I would say average 500,000 plus, um, wow. and the majority of them are between, I would say 27 and 35. So they are okay. the home buying demographic. They are yeah, that absolutely. that is yep. social media savvy. They've had their, they've had the internet their entire life. Um, right. they missed the opportunity to buy when the recession happened and now their student loans are paid off and they're ready to buy. So I speak largely to that demographic and you'll see in my content, I kind of zone in on them. Yeah. Um, but I think to the people that are hesitant or, or scared of, or kind of like not, not subscribers to the social media, you know, growth situation, there's a lot of like misinformation, like they truly just think that if you're getting leads from social media, they don't have money, they're not educated. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, there was an there was an article that somebody shared with me the other day about the passing of wealth from the older generations down to the millennial generations. And I think that you have to be educated and savvy enough and kind of honest with yourself that 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 financial power is moving down. Yeah, down in age. Um, and those buyers are not going to work with the, you know, red blazer, you know, name tag. They don't trust it. Right. Um, so I think, I think one of the biggest things that people have, they don't, they try to ask, but they don't know how to ask is like, who is on TikTok? Yeah. Or actually, and it's everybody. I have yeah. women in their seventies that follow me on TikTok. I have six. I love it. And I have sixteen-year-old kids. They're like, I want to own a house when I get out of college. What should yeah. I be thinking about now that'll put me in that position financially? So it's that's awesome. Every gener, every generation, every income level, everything. They're all there. You just have to, I think, like respect that you're speaking to a very broad. Yeah. Uh, audience. Um, but yeah, I think that that's probably one of the things that people are always like, well, who's even using it? And I'm like a lot, I'm on it. <laughs> like, I mean, like, come on. Yeah. Like there's a lot of people share has a TikTok. Like there are a lot of people that have TikToks. That's right. We're there. Yeah. You answered that so great. So I'm, I'm glad that I asked that question. So I have one more question. If, if you can give me two more minutes of your time. Fabulous. So I I'm very new to TikTok. I've, I've been watching TikTok for, uh, you know, a while, but to creating content mm -hmm. and having been, you know, I've always been the Facebook live guy. That's yep. how I've built my business for seven years and Facebook's so safe because that's my friends, right? It's, it's yep. my sphere. Those are my people. No one's ever made fun of me for any reason. And holy crap, like I jumped over to TikTok <laughs> and one of my first videos that I did got to almost 23,000 views, mm -hmm. you know, and I had like 200 followers and people were being so hateful mm -hmm. and I, I, I wasn't ready for that. And so I myself had to kind of go through this little mini season of like, bro, you better freaking nut up and like, believe <laughs> what you believe yeah, because these people are going to come yeah. at you. Oh, like yeah. you aren't just giving, fun, friendly advice to your friends anymore. 
there's a bunch of freaking wolves out there that all they care about is making you feel stupid. So (laughs) that's what I'm experiencing with my almost 800 followers. (laughs) How, how do you overcome that constant just attack from people that just like, they're never going away. Yeah. And they're just trolls. They don't give two craps about you anyway. Mm-hmm. Like how, how, like what's a practical tip that you could give that that's the fear that everybody has, yeah. right? That, that I'm going to spend my time putting something out there. That's going to then cause insecurity to creep in because of what other people choose to say. So how do you overcome that? Yeah. I call it like social terrorism. Like it's yeah. They, so I think that, I would probably pay a lot more attention to it. And sometimes things get to me, but not, I, I don't, I don't really read into it uh, all that much. If something I think is negative or bullying or offensive or anything, I don't really give myself much time to like analyze it. Like I immediately block delete, like whatever measures need to happen with that person. If there are multiple okay. videos and they're consistent, they just get blocked. I have a no, okay. no negativity policy on my page that I've spoken about uh, quite a few times. There is no questioning, there is no comment back, there's no video calling you out. You are not getting any attention or yeah. any any uh, accolades from this. So I just block, delete, whatever. Smart. I yeah. If I leave it there, and I, I think I'm more concerned with other people seeing it than I am with the fact that I've seen it. Um, sure, sure because I don't want other people to be upset by it or have to like, sometimes I miss them or I, you know, something happens immediately and I'm gone for a couple of hours and I come back and there's like a battle between like my followers and this person. Mm. And then the negativity train is like spiraling out of control. Um, I just like, if I see it, it's gone. Um, But people are always going to think like, I feel like people are always going to think I'm stupid. Like they're always like something that I do is, is never going to sit. Well, I get told that I'm too old to be on TikTok, which is hilarious. Um, I have people (laughs) guessing my age. I have people said that my glasses are too big for my face. Like there's so many different things that I get. And now I'm like fixing my glasses. They Um, look great. Okay. There are So. so many things that I get on there and I'm like, I feel like because I did coaching and because I've been in in similar industries for so long, like you're never going to be everybody's person. Um, but in this case, like you have to understand, like, I will tell you right now, let me prophesy something for you. If you go to their profile, they don't have a username. They don't have any content. Like they are keyboard warriors and this is just like pure entertainment for them. So I don't allow them to like, yeah, you're not going to manipulate my day. Like, I know that you're just trying to get a rise out of me and you know, it is what it is, but there it's so good. It's always going to be somebody, somebody's you're not going to be somebody's brand of, of, you know, comedy or, or information. And that's totally fine. But I, it's them. Like it's purely a game for them. Um, TikTok, unfortunately, because some of the age ranges go so young. I mean, I feel like at some time, like I'm getting bullied by 12 and 13 year olds. Like, (laughs) And I'm right. like, got, where are your parents? Where are your parents? Oh my gosh. Uh, but you can tell, like, as soon as I click on their profile and there's no profile picture, there's no username, there's no vulnerability yeah. of them set like, oh, you want to talk a big game, but you, you don't even have the courage to show your face or, or you know, right. hot, post content of your own. 
I just delete it. Like they're not worth the time. I'm not spending any more time worrying about them for every one person that's going to give you shit. There's going to be, I don't know if I can cuss on this, but yeah, absolutely. (laughs) There's going to be 200 people that are like, thank goodness he posted that because I had no idea about that. So that's awesome. That's great. That's great insight. So how, how do people get a hold of you? Right. You, you've crushed this episode. Everyone loves you. <laughs> right. You're amazing in every way to all these listeners. So well, what's the best way for them to connect? Uh, you can follow me on TikTok. Um, TikTok's not a great way to like actually converse with me, though. I just the, because of the way TikTok is built. It, yeah. Sometimes messages get hidden. Um, Instagram, you can always DM me, chat with me on Instagram. You can Which is me. what I did. Yes, which is what you did. Um, my yep. Instagram has a link in the bio to email me if you'd prefer to email me. Okay. Uh, but that's probably the two easiest ways. I love it. We'll put all of that in the show notes. Fabulous. Lauren, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for, for coming on and adding all this wisdom. I am so excited. I was so happy to do it. It was great. So everybody, guys, thanks for, thanks for listening. I can't wait to see what you guys do with TikTok. It's it's unbelievable. Go follow this incredible person. Go be encouraged, be inspired. Go tell your story. And then we'll be back real soon with another cool person with another great story. See ya. Bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Social Media Mindset Podcast. If this episode made an impact, please consider subscribing, leaving a review, and talking about it on social media. Go make a difference, and we'll see you soon.